Do you need to scream it out? <sighs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I probably just hurt everyone's ears. And yeah, sorry, everyone. Everyone's probably like, fuck off. Um, yeah, I'll tell... <laughs> do you see on the on Zencaster? Do, oh my god, do yeah. Do you see my lines of screaming? It's just like a big blob. <laughs> I really hope that me going to you need to scream it out with enough of warning for everyone. <laughs> yeah, gotta turn that bitch down quick. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh... Becky has a rough story this week. Yeah, so. my story sucks in that it's fucking disturbing as shit. I have a very like personal connection to it, so I'll I'll get in. I'm not gonna go crazy in detail because it um it involves like a hometown murder from my friend's town, so I don't want to give too much info. But it disturbed the fuck out of me. So I've just yeah, I've been kind of just wanting to get this over with all week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's shitty. It's super shitty. So yeah, if you um if you stumbled in here not knowing what we were gonna be talking about, it's fucking brutal murder. So if that's not your jam, you might want to get the fuck out. If brutal murder is not your jam, ETFO. <laughs> you might just want to leave, and I'm saying that out of love because this one is rough. Oh God. Um. Anyway, that's Becky. Hello, that's Rachel. This is Chardonnay and DNA. Welcome to the nightmare. Welcome to the dumpster fire. Um, so I have an icebreaker. All right. Lay um, it on me. Okay. Oh, fuck. Did I lose it? You... Did I, like, go, oh, yeah, that's the one, and then fucking delete it? Oh, well, I know what it is. Yeah, I do, too, but it was worded really well. Anyway, oh. if you could commit... Oh, here. If you could commit any crime and get away with it, what would you choose and why? Uh, yeah, mine's going to be super boring, but um, I would rob a bank, obviously. Okay, okay. Like, all that money is insured, for one thing. I wouldn't, I would not harm anyone. Okay. Um, and I would get a bajillion dollars, yeah. Fuck yeah, what else would you do? I mean, mine is robbery of a type. For okay. Sure. Um, I really don't want to traumatize anyone with my robbery. Right. Um, so I'm not going to go in guns blazing like fucking Bonnie and Clyde here. Um, but, and I also kind of don't want to, like, I don't want to hurt a little bank. I don't mind like the meg mega millions banks. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a big problem. Oh yeah, for sure. But truthfully, what I think I would do is somehow get real techie with it. And just kind of skim money from every big corporation. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> uh, because fuck them. Um, if I could just like skim a little off the top of Amazon every fucking day to fuck Jeff Bezos, or like I would. Walmart, Walmart too. All the big fucking mega companies. Um, but really, Amazon is up high on the list. But I'd have like a list of them. I think Disney has to be on there too. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. Yeah, am it, I just it, all of them? You're like you're am, like Amazon can go to hell. <laughs> I, I'm just really mad because I just read a bunch of numbers about him and like how he could literally solve all these problems in the world, and he just sits on his money like a fucking dragon hoarding his gold. <laughs> yeah, and that's very true. So, but I just if I and by a little, I mean enough that like okay, it wouldn't. I mean a lot, but I'm just saying like that it wouldn't be noticeable i guess so i could do it over a very long period of time and never have to work yeah i that's fair i think that's really fair yeah um yeah okay that's cool 
Steal from the rich, man. Fuck them. I will Robin Hood the fuck out of that. If I could <laughs> get enough, you know what I mean, to be able to like live comfortably and give back and take care of people and especially like take care of everybody that I love and like other people in need, fucking golden. Perfect. Yeah, I yeah. like that. And I would also make a point to specifically like donate to um, causes that that corporation fucks mm-hmm. over. Like, yep. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Walmart do not quote me on this and Walmart don't sue me. This is what I I assume to be true and I believe I have read it to be true that they don't they like take a bunch of goods that are like use a bunch of goods that are made by like slave labor or some shit. I mean every fucking corporation does. That's true. Chocolate is made by slave labor. Or you like, know prison labor that's what I meant. Oh no, I I was talking about like legit like your chocolate companies Hershey all slave labor. Oh, I didn't I, – I actually meant, like, prison labor, but I mean it's all the same thing. It is. It's still slave labor. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They do. I'm sure – and most most giant companies do, you know, in one way or another. So mm-hmm. let me get that money. My crime is over my entire lifetime, so that way I'll never get caught. I can continue providing and living my life. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And I would rob a bank. Yeah, it's perfect. But I think I like yours better because, yeah, then you're not hurting, like, the little guys. Yeah, and I I just – I also, like – so here's my thing. I rob a bank once and I use all that money and I'm fucked. But if I do this crime for my entire goddamn life, I never have to fucking worry about anything. Yeah, that's true. And, like, you're just sticking it to the man. Yeah, because fuck them. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. But Amazon would be, like, your number one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Amazon's at the, like, top of my fuck, fuck you list, you know? I, I for some because reason they're so fucking convenient. I know, but it's there's a dark side. Yep. Yeah, it's just it's rough. For some reason, I get that vibe about Walmart. I just feel like there's something evil going on there. Yeah, I mean, I Walmart is definitely one of them. It's just I don't like. What's the net worth of the dude who owns Walmart? Oh, it's got to be a lot. It's gone down since fucking Dragon Boy over oh, there. Pro- yeah, that that is true. That is true. What's the net worth of the Walmart family? Walton is their name. Um, a year ago, their collective net worth was $191 billion. I feel like that is... doesn't even touch Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos net. This is just net worth, though. Okay, yeah, that's true. It's more than... than uh, it's like Walmart's a- is more than them, but that was also the entire family, not one individual. That's true. Human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like yeah that that makes a difference. And the fact and Walmart's also been like around for so long. Amazon has not been around that long, like yeah. com- comparatively. Yes, he he's a dragon, and that's that's <laughs> the end of it. He, you know, look at him. You ever looked at the motherfucker? Yeah. Doesn't he? he have I'm a, gonna fucking. Does he have a bald head? Yeah. He's bald, and he just he's he's an asshole. <laughs> so you know fucker <laughs> welcome to the rachel hates jeff bezos podcast uh, wow, elon I, musk is up there too that yeah that he, mm-hmm, yeah for sure elon musk is the worst because he just thinks of things like everyone's like he's a fucking genius and I'm like no he thinks like hey this would be fucking cool. And he steals other people's ideas on how to fucking do it or hires people to do it. <laughs> oh my it's like God. he came up with the idea himself. Rachel is going in on these billionaires. I like it. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just angry. I'm angry that we all <laughs> have to literally struggle our entire goddamn lives. Yeah. And these motherfuckers sit on the top of the fucking gold hoard and don't give a shit about anybody but themselves. Yeah. I mean, there's no need for it, honestly. There's really not. Like, Call me a socialist. That, I don't fucking care. Uh, yeah, I truly don't fucking care. The whole money money doesn't buy you happiness shit is bullshit made up by the capitalist society. Because let me tell you what. If I had a cool mill in my fucking bank right now, I'd be happy as shit. Well, yeah, and so, because and it's not even that like money equals happiness. It's that money equals less stress. More, money equals me being able to take care of myself. More, more freedom. Yeah, that. Yeah. And all of that brings happiness. Like money means I can get my health care taken care of without worrying about bankrupting my fucking family. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, so f- this this anyway. goddamn nation. I swear. Yep, yep. Anyway, now that I'm done bitching. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna have like, uh, I was gonna say Rush Limbaugh, but fucker's dead. <laughs> well, I almost cheered for a minute there. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, Not to speak ill of the dead, but fuck you. Yeah, but you know what? A, a lot of dead people are pieces of shit, so. Well, he was definitely one of the biggest ones. Yep. Um, I don't even know yeah. what the equivalent of him is now. Like, I don't even know. Fucking, uh, the guy who says that pussies aren't supposed to be wet. Oh, um, shit. That's how insignificant motherfucker is in my mind. Like, that's all you can remember him by. <laughs> that his wife has never had an orgasm. Oh, that's... At least not by him. <laughs> ben Shapiro. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ew. Yeah. It took me a minute. I was going to Google guy who's never got his wife off. And I was like, there's going to be a list. (laughs) (laughs) Very long list. Um, Let's see. Donald Trump, Ted Cruz. (laughs) The list goes on and on and on. Just get out, get out the scroll. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really know if he's the equivalent, but I just really don't like him either. So he can eat a bag of dicks. (laughs) (laughs) All I can think of is the birds work for the bourgeoisie right now. Like, <laughs> the birds, the birds are drones. Oh Jesus! That's the conspiracy level we're on. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I just think those shirts are funny as shit, and I want one. Um, 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 um. Where are we? Oh, do we have any updates at all? Uh, yeah. Um, so our eat, pray, love. Oh yeah. Um, my friend Tom, a uh, friend of the show. Loyal listener, all around awesome dude. Hello, Tom. Came up, hello, Tom. Came up with um, what the opposite of eat, pray, love would actually be. Okay, let me guess. Um, the opposite of eat is it poop? No. Mm-mm. Um, is it? Well, it's not. I, let me let me be clear. It's not necessarily the opposite, but it's the metal version of what eat, pray, love would be. <laughs> okay, it's like the um antithesis is that the right word i don't know um what's antithesis mean why do we google words on this show a simplification Um, last week uh yes okay i was on the right track a person or thing that is the direct opposite of someone or something else okay anyway what is it uh devour desecrate defile (laughs) so it's definitely the the metal version Okay, yeah, devour, that's similar to eat. Right. But so just desecrate, like hardcore. Desecrate. Definitely it. opposite of prey. Yeah. And love, defile. defile. 
That's yeah. pretty opposite. Okay, I like that. That's good. And yeah. it's got like alliteration, which I always appreciate. Yes. Yeah. So I, you know, I thought I read that and I was like, yeah, that's definitely getting read this week. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I have an update that there is not an update about Purvis Pain. So. Fuck. Yeah, I just looked and it looks like the last, kind of the last, um, or the most recent news article that I can see is from like the 13th um, of April. So still under review. So keep signing, um, keep supporting the Innocence Project and keep raising a ruckus. Yep. Actually, let me, um, I'll try to do that in a little bit. I'll, I can, I can update on what the petition's at, but uh, my story is a bit long, so I should probably yep. go into keep it. Jump in because I can look that shit up while you do that. Um, okay. Yeah. And also, but along that line, though, super happy about the recent verdict here in the United States. Yep. Um, that was a yep. four, 420 miracle. That really was a 420 miracle. Yeah. Fuck that. I- fuck that guy. <laughs> you know how if it's a Christmas miracle, we go, thanks, Santa. I was Did like, you thank Snoop Dogg? Yeah, I was like, thanks, Willie. Thanks, Snoop. Yep. Thanks, Wiz. <laughs> I, I thanked Snoop also. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, fuck that guy. And yes, that that was, it's great. It's a small step. It's very, right it's very small, but I'm so happy that, so if, happy. and if anyone, like, I'm sure even people abroad know about this, but how do you pronounce his last name? It's Derek Chauvin? Or... Chauvin, yeah. Okay, yeah, that piece of shit got found guilty for murdering George Floyd. Um, yeah. And it, he hasn't been sentenced yet, and that will probably be disappointing. I'm hopeful, but I'm still really glad that, like, that happened because it's, like, one of the first times that a cop has yeah. been held accountable. Yeah, for sure. And I, I take in that happiness as well. And I don't mean to be a downer when I say it's a small step, but I'm just trying to be a realist because I don't want people to think that the fight is over. Oh, yeah, I don't. And if anyone thinks that, um, wake up because that's yeah. not the case. <laughs> right. But it right. was, it was, I got very emotional. I, that's, it was just nice. It was nice to, mm-hmm. to see that. So the sad part is that we should not be shocked. This should be the norm. Oh, it should be. And that's, I think that's the whole thing is that it's not. And it's like, it's so great that maybe this is a step in that direction, that it is the norm. Absolutely. So, all right, devastate me. Okay. (laughs) So, um, this story, I don't know that she is comfortable with me, like, sharing her name. Um, It's not Lauren, just so everybody knows, because I always talk about her. (laughs) But this is a friend's hometown where this literally happened minutes from where she lives. Um. And it happened, like, recently, and I was so fucking disturbed by this because, like, the fact that my very close friend was in proximity to such um, a horrible, horrible person, uh, it, it, like, tore me up. Like, I just could not even believe that. It, and it it's heinous. Um, so that's why this was so personal to me. It's like a friend's um, very, re- very recent hometown um, but I got my, my information from, um, the Wikipedia page. Uh, the, the case I'm covering is the murder of Sierra Joggin. Um, so this is from Wikipedia, from an NBC news article, um, from the Toledo Blade, a local newspaper. 
um, I got a little bit of information from the Cinemaholic website, which is actually a website about like film and TV. But the reason it was on that is because there have been a couple of um, TV shows about this. So they were covering it a little bit. And I did watch one of the um, episodes with information. It's called Buried in the Backyard. I got it on Peacock. So I, I don't it's it might be like through NBC, but you can get it on the Peacock app. Um, it's Buried in the Backyard, Season 2, Episode 10, called Deep in the Cornfields. Okay. Okay. Oh, let me just swig my beer real quick. got to shake it out. Mm-hmm. All right. Sierra Cather- Catherine Joggin was born on February 11th, 1996, in Sylvania, Ohio, and grew up in the neighboring village of Metamora, Ohio. According to the Buried in the Backyard episode, people describe this community as close-knit and safe, one of those places where you could go to bed and not worry about locking your door. In fact, the 2010 census uh, reported a population of just 627 in the village. Sierra's parents were Sheila uh, Vakulik and Tom Joggin. C, as her loved ones called her, graduated from evergreen high school in 2014 and then enrolled in the university of toledo's junior college of business to study human resource management while interning at her uncle's metal stamping business and she had plans to study abroad during the fall semester on july 19 2016 just weeks before she was to begin her junior year at university of toledo sierra had been riding her purple bicycle alongside her boyfriend josh Kulisinski as he rode on his motorcycle. They had spent the day together, and at 6.45 p.m., the couple parted near Evergreen High School, and Sierra headed home. Around 10.15 that night, Sierra's mother received a call from Josh asking if Sierra had made it home. He had been trying to reach her several times on her cell phone, but it would go straight to voicemail. Believing that she had still been with Josh, Sheila begins to panic and instinctively calls her own parents who live close by. They reported that Sierra was not with them and her bike was nowhere to be found at either home. She's how old at this point? 20. Okay, sorry. That's okay. That was the start of our nightmare, Sheila recounted in the Buried in the Backyard episode. Fearing that she had been hit by a car and injured, relatives and friends of the family began searching for Sierra. With no luck, Sheila posted frantically on social media for any news about her whereabouts. Around 11 p.m., her family called the police to report her missing. Police searched for Sierra along the path that she had taken on her bike and ended up enlisting the help of the FBI. A neighbor alerted Sheila that County Road 6 had been blocked off and it was evident that authorities had found something. However, they were not able to share their findings despite the family's pleas for information. So, like, I am impressed. I think that the authorities, they reacted super quickly. I'm shocked that they got the FBI involved so quickly. Yeah, it it was pretty wild. Um, They, yeah, they reacted super quickly. Um, I think, you know, this was a young white woman, so that... I was going to ask that, but I was... You know, I kind of knew the answer. Yeah, I mean, so that prompted concern. This is a really small village. Um... So, yeah, they, they did. They responded super quick. Um, but unfortunately, the family kind of had to wait um, all night to even hear anything. Right. 
So the next day, the family called hospitals and a promising lead came from a hospital in Detroit, which um, this area of Ohio, it like it literally like almost straddles the um, Michigan border. So that wasn't that far. Okay. So the hospital reported that an unidentified female was admitted for injuries caused by jumping from a moving car. The family became increasingly hopeful after the hospital confirmed that, like Sierra, this woman had a belly button piercing. They also noticed a mark on the patient's calf, which could have been the birthmark that the family had reported as an identifiable mark that um, Sierra had on the back of her leg. Unfortunately, this woman was not Sierra. The belly button piercing had been a coincidence, and the mark on her calf turned out to be a burn. Which, like, fuck. That is so... I When I read that, I was just like, oh my god, that family was, like, so full of hope. Like... That's heartbreaking. Isn't that, like, completely heart-wrenching? And, like, you see the, the belly button ring, and then you see this mark on her calf that could be the birthmark. It's just, like, just this hope, and then this, like, another complete, like, defeat. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Later that morning, investigators appeared at the Joggin home to disclose what they had found the night before. During his search, Deputy Sheriff Sheriff Jeremy Simon had discovered an area of a cornfield with broken down corn stalks. It appeared that there had been some sort of struggle, and he noticed a motorcycle track and then a purple bicycle. Also at the scene were a pair of women's sunglasses, a pair of men's sunglasses, a sock, and a screwdriver. With this news, the family was devastated. Investigators, what? So motorcycle track and the bicycle track. Um, Motorcycle track, but they found the bicycle. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they found her purple bike and they saw these motorcycle tracks through the field. Okay. So investigators began questioning Sierra's boyfriend, Josh. They had known each other since elementary school, and even though they attended different colleges, with Josh attending Bowling Green State University while Sarah, Sierra was going to University of Toledo, they were both serious about the relationship and talked about marriage. On July 19th, Josh rode his motorcycle alongside Sierra on her bike because he had worried about her riding home by herself. Given that police found the motorcycle tracks in the field where her bike had been discovered, he was immediately considered a person of interest. Meanwhile, a call center was established to receive any tips from the community who may have witnessed any events regarding Sierra's disappearance. A promising one came from a neighbor who stated that he saw a helmet lying on the side of the road where the bike had been found. He pulled over and instructed his son, who had been in the car, to grab it from the road and didn't give it another thought until the news of the missing Sierra came out. Upon further inspection, the helmet appeared to be stained with blood. I thought it was a little weird that, like, they picked up the helmet. Yeah, without, like, it could be evidence, so what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, they, at that point, they had no idea, they didn't know that it was... That could even be connected to a crime, but it just did seem kind of weird, like, oh, I'm going to pull over and, hey, son, get me that helmet. Like, (laughs) Oh, wait, it was like, okay, for some reason I was thinking the cops picked it up, but no, that's not that strange. Like, I've seen some weird shit and stopped to be like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Like, And I guess maybe to get it out of the way, like, if it was in the middle of the road, maybe so people didn't hit it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I would, like, you know, it's not, I don't know, I I often see things and want to stop and, like, you know, poke at them, so. 
Yeah, that was just a rando though. He he and his son right. found the helmet. So that then he called in, which thank that At least he called in, thankfully. Yeah, and that ends up being very important. So Yeah. Um so with this, Josh presented his own helmet. Um, and paired with an alibi from his parents, the police ruled him out as a likely perpetrator uh, because he had his he had his helmet like his helmet wasn't lost. His parents had seen him that night. So um, Sheila, uh, Sierra's mom, it was really cute. She she was like he was never a suspect in in their yeah. eyes. Like she was like there that never even came. You know that never even that never even crossed their minds that he would yeah. be a suspect. Um, but they have to, you know, they have to rule out. And and what you know, what one of the um one of the authorities that was interviewed for the episode said was that, you know, a lot of times they are this is the most the, the closest people to someone. Like it is someone close. Right. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean the the boyfriend is it is a logical first step. But... Right. It was reasonable for them to you know, think about that. Yeah. At first, yeah. So. And like what a weird coincidence that he had just been on his motorcycle. Like it was weird, but Yeah. Um, they ruled him out and the family never, ever thought that. Um, so the helmet was submitted for DNA testing and the community continued their grassroots search. Another tip was received about a van speeding through Metamora on the days after her disappearance, leading investigators to wonder if she had been abducted for sex trafficking. So it's important to know that Metamora lies just 23 miles west of Toledo and Toledo is actually a huge hub for sex trafficking. Um, because of its proximity to I-75 and the Ohio Turnpike. Isn't Ohio one of the, like, highest states for trafficking? It, I, I'm not sure, but it if if it is, it's probably mostly on in that area. It's like, that, that area is a hot spot for that. I feel like it, it is one of them. California, I think, is the highest, but I think, it, like, for some reason I remember reading that going, Ohio? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Number, it's number five. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. I I want. I'd be interested. I bet a lot of it happens um, right there, and um, there there have been many cases where people have been abducted from that area and then found later in completely different states. Like right. So right. it it just it does happen kind of frequently. Um, being that she was like a young woman, that that was kind of a reasonable theory. Um, but it was quickly determined that the tip about the van was a dead end, um, and investigators, again, had no leads. Now, 48 hours into the search, they continued uh, going door-to-door, asking residents if they had heard or seen anything that night that might lead to them finding Sierra. Eventually, they end up in the home of James Worley, not far from where they had found the bike. Police asked if he had heard or seen anything on the night of Sierra's disappearance. Worley claimed that he had been riding his motorcycle that night and it had broken down and he had lost a couple items, including a screwdriver and a helmet. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, you're literally putting yourself like practically at the scene. <sighs> this fucking guy. Um, detectives observed scratches on Worley consistent with evidence of a struggle. Their interests now peaked. Detectives complete a background check on James Worley and are shocked to find that he had been convicted of kidnapping a young woman back in 1989 in White House, Ohio, 18 miles south of Metamora. 
So on July 4th, 1989, 26-year-old Robin Gardner had been riding her bike just before going to a neighborhood 4th of July picnic. She had been thinking about turning back toward home when a van rode up behind her and struck her, knocking her off her bike and into the ditch along the road. James Worley, the driver of the vehicle, got out of the van and asked if she was okay just before hitting her over the back of the head. He then put a screwdriver against her throat and pushed her into the vehicle. He handcuffed her while she struggled, screaming and struggling to remain conscious. A motorcyclist then comes down the road, slowing down and surprising the attacker and allowing Robin to break free of his grip. She went to the motorcyclist pleading for help, and the motorcyclist uh, took her home and then assists the family with calling the police. The motorcyclist takes the police back to the scene, where, shockingly, Worley had still remained. Oh, my God. He's such a piece of shit. He gave police a very different account of what had happened, claiming that Robin had been swerving on her bike and he could not avoid hitting her, and then stated that he had to handcuff her because she was hysterical and needed to be restrained so that he could help, so that he could get help. What the fuck? When I tell you I fucking hate this guy, I want you to understand how much I mean it. In what fucking universe does that even make sense? That he has to restrain her with handcuffs because she's hysterical? If she's hysterical, you call the fucking police yourself and say, I hit this girl. She's hysterical. Come help. What the fuck? And you you mean to tell me this this petite 26-year-old uh, is, yeah, no. is just too much, too, too much for a grown-ass large man to defend himself against? Fuck out of here. I cannot. I cannot. What a piece of shit. Isn't that? I, I was just like, you motherfucker. And this woman, Robin, she is interviewed in the episode. She's a badass. Um, I'm I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, <laughs> he, that stupid fuck. He's so he was still at the scenes, called her hysterical, all this shit. Um, no one buys this, obviously, and he's arrested and found guilty of abduction. He was then sentenced to the state prison in Mansfield, Ohio, for six to ten years. But then, guess what, Rachel? He got out in just three years for good behavior. Of course, of fucking course. <sighs> Shocker, shocker. Swig's beer. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh. So when Robin Gardner, who, um, you know, this more present day in 2016, she had lived in Washington State at that time, but she received word from a former neighbor about Sierra's disappearance that was frighteningly similar to her own experience. So she called the police to share what had happened to her over two decades before. Now, three days into the search, police promptly went to Worley's home after Robin's call with the hope that Sierra might still be alive. They searched Worley's home again, including his barn, which was stacked with bales of hay. Beneath the hay, they unearthed a green crate about six feet long. Yeah, pretty much. Inside the crate, investigators discovered multiple bags of women's underwear, stockings, and other garments. They were in neatly labeled clear <clears throat> clear plastic bags. They were literally labeled with, like, um, there was a pair of, like, short jean shorts that said that was labeled Daisy Dukes. And then there was one that was labeled, Ew. like, lace bra or lace something, lace underwear, something like that. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, they were, like, categorically labeled and organized in this crate. Um, 
Uh, so among the garments, they found a pair of purple underwear with what appeared to be bloodstains. Investigators then noticed a piece of plywood on the ground near where the crate had been found. When they remove the piece of wood, they find a, a small freezer buried in the ground. Literally buried, like, in the ground of the barn. My name is Olivia. Oh, whoa, 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 sorry. Whoa. Someone started talking. <laughs> now we interrupt you for a brief update. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, um, okay, so they find this, like, chest freezer. Okay. Um, the freezer, I guess, reeked of, like, a chemical bleach smell. Okay. Obviously suggesting to the cops that he was perhaps hiding something. Um, but there was nothing, uh, I didn't, they didn't reference anything actually found in the freezer, but it had been, it had been, like, washed with, with bleach, it appeared. Okay. So also in the hay bales, investigators uncovered more disturbing items, like handcuffs, zip ties, a stained air mattress, and duct tape. All items were sent for DNA testing. Would you like to know what this fucking trash of a human being's excuse was for why these items were in his barn? Well, yeah. Um, it's because, Rachel, he was trying to start a pornography business. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Excuse me? Yeah, that was going to be his porn studio. So he got, like, used items from other people? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the duct tape and the handcuffs and the garments. All for his porn shooting. Now, that was, le- like, his legit reason, or he's yes. just saying that? Yes. What? Well, no, I mean... Because, like, I'm just saying, like, were they all from victims, or were they, like, shit he had acquired actually for that? No, that was... You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's not legit. That's okay. That's what I was asking. No. I was like, "Wait, you're telling me this motherfucker was going to start a porn business too?" No, that was his excuse. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I just want to make sure I was hearing you properly <laughs> um, because it could have been that too, and just as fucking disgusting. It wouldn't have been a legal porn business, I'm sure. Right? No, oh I, I, I mean, I guess, I guess you have a point there, but no, I don't believe that that was um, okay. All a right. real thing. That's what I was. That's what I was like. What the fuck? Okay. So, nevertheless, the evidence found was enough for Worley's arrest for the abduction of Sierra Joggin. At this time, authorities still didn't know where Sierra was. Um, They bring in cadaver dogs, drain the pond on Worley's property. They remove insulation from his attic, searching every inch of his home. They expanded the search to neighboring properties after they came up with nothing. During this time, Sierra's family faced every emotion under the sun, from shock that a neighbor could be responsible um, for her disappearance to fear and uncertainty about her whereabouts. Authorities then receive a tip from a farmer who observed another matted-down area of corn in his field. He found a mound of dirt that appeared to be a gravesite. However, when police investigated the shallow hole beneath the mound, there was no body leading to another dead end. They expand their search again through throughout the cornfields using dogs, drones, and helicopters. They find another mound of dirt and excavate the area. Here, they do find human remains that they eventually identify as Sierra Joggin. She was found with her hands... This is what gets me. She was found with her hands and feet bound with handcuffs and an object. It looked to me like a dog toy, like a kind of round plastic dog toy. 
um, mm-hmm. was in her mouth, gagging her, which they believe was what led to her death by as- asphyxiation. God. Yeah. <sighs> um, Sierra's aunt said that when the family received the call confirming their worst fear, the sounds of the family's mourning were sounds of, quote, absolute despair. On August 16th, 2016, James Worley's indicted on 19 counts, including kidnapping and aggravated murder. Prosecutors sought capital punishment for the murder of Sierra. As they fucking should. It, it's, yeah, it, and that's, like, I was just thinking, like, at this, at this time in 2016, let's see, how old was I in 2016? Like, 23 so like that's how old my friend was. Her her sister she has a younger sister who was probably about Sierra's age. Right. Um and like this is so close like m- my friend's family like knew this guy and it was it's just so fucking gross and the fact that she was like put in that grave in such a disgusting and humiliating way. Right. Just, like, like, thinking about her last moments, I think, is just so horrible. It's Yeah, it's horrifying. And it, it's heartbreaking. And, like, the interview on the show um, with her, her mom and aunt about just receiving the call and just, like, people literally, like, howling in, like, this horrible pain after right. finding this out. God. Yeah, fucking awful. Ugh. Um... So yeah, they're seeking the death penalty for this piece of shit. And I don't I don't generally believe in the death penalty, but there are just certain cases where I'm like, you know what? Right, right. <laughs> Not yeah. sure the world would miss you. <laughs> right. <sighs> so during Worley's trial two years later on March um in March of 2018, this motherfucker pleads not guilty to all what? charges. Yes. Okay. Her family sits through eight days of testimony, and what they kind of what the um, uh, prosecution the the picture they sort of paint is that they believe he struck her with his car while she rode the bike, then struck her in the head with a motorcycle cycle helmet and held her captive in the barn. DNA belonging to both Sierra and James Worley were found on the helmet, uh, and there was also DNA. I I think it might have just been from Sierra found on the um the underwear in the barn. Um, okay. Police testified about Worley's search history on his computer, finding terms like hogtied teen, stranded, rape, and helpless on a porn website. Ew. Yeah. Which was like recently, like, it, or it was shortly before the, that this happened. They believe he then assaulted and killed Sierra in the barn and disposed of her body in the field. During the trial, Worley's attorneys kept on with the story that his barn was serving as a porn studio and the business uh, for the business that he was starting. Yeah. It, uh, okay. So Worley's defense argued for a life sentence describing him as a, quote, damaged man. Criminal psychologist Dr. John Fabian, a witness for the defense, suggested the attack was motivated by sexual sadism connected with a fetish disorder. He stated Worley had multiple mental health issues and had, and he diagnosed him with um, sexual paraphilia disorder. Um, okay. Let me just here. Let me just kind of 
I, I should have added that in here, just a brief description of what that is. Mm. Oh, shit. Uh, I will... I can update that next week. What is it, the safe... I mean, tell me it again. Sexual... Paraphilia disorder. I should have added All that. Right, so there are di- there are different para- paraphilic disorders. Okay. Okay. Um, it's basically like so. This says paraphilic disorders are recurrent, intense, sexually arousing fantasies, urges, or behaviors yeah. that are distressing or disabling. Right. What the fuck ever. Um. Not oh, that. Not yeah. that. That's not a real thing. I'm positive that's a real thing. But this. This is just. He. This fucker they knew. They said he had fetish. Fetishistic disorder. Um. Sexual sadism connected with a fetish disorder. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. So Worley's defense suggested that Worley may have been. At, may have had an unnamed accomplice and had an incestuous relationship with his mother before her death. The prosecution dismissed both of these claims, stating that the gravesite had been dug hastily, um, requiring only one person, and that there was little evidence to support an inappropriate relationship between Worley and his mother. Um, The prosecution argued that because Worley had an average upbringing and knew the difference between right and wrong, the the aggravating factors of his crimes outweighed any disorders he may have. During the second day of testimony in the trial's uh, penalty phase, prosecutors presented audio recordings between Worley's sister and a private investigator. She mentioned that Worley had been suspected of killing a sex worker in in the year 2000, but was never charged as no remains could be found, as well as another woman in the 1970s that Worley described as, quote, the love of his life, but who was not identified and might have still been alive at the time of the interview. So that was all just speculation. Some sources also report that his father was very violent, especially when drunk. Um, this um, This source also stated that the kids had seen their father chasing their mother with a knife when they were little. And Dr. Fabian, um, it was reported in, in one source that he also testified that Worley had walked in on his stepfather raping his sister twice. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, so he had a shitty upbringing. It still doesn't justify what he did. And I hate that they're trying to justify it with that. But okay. Well, it doesn't work. Spoiler alert. No. Okay, good. Um, But... It's also like where where I where I get really kind of almost conflicted, but not but not really. <laughs> I've I don't know. What I think is that you know if you have to hide what you did, you know it was wrong. Yeah. Yes, you do. That that's where I stand. Like if okay, it's one thing. Maybe you're doing something like sexually inappropriate in public, but you but you don't realize that that's not appropriate. Okay. Then maybe you do have some sort of like disorder, but you're hiding a girl's body. You're lying to the police. Like, you, you know, this is wrong because you're hiding yeah. it. Yes. So uh, get the fuck out of here. And you're pleading not guilty. And you're, uh, sh- you know, he just has all these like fucking narcissistic behaviors, like showing up at a, at a spot where you almost abducted a girl and then saying 
that she was hysterical, so you had to handcuff her. Fuck out of here, asshole. Right. Right. So, oh, and this is... So, prior to sentencing, Worley made a 45-minute statement described by the Toledo Blade as rambling and disjointed, in which he stated he believed someone else kidnapped and murdered Joggin, leaving evidence to frame him. Members of the gallery became upset during the statement and left the courtroom after he described Joggin as a beautiful girl. Ew. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also, in one, in one source, um, it said that they interviewed a friend of Worley's who had actually, like, they'd smoked weed and watched porn together in the barn. Um, Ew! Okay. And that he and this friend, like, attested to the fact that he was starting a porn business. Like, that, like, I don't know. It was just, it's just so, his defense was fucked. Like, <laughs> there was nothing to defend. No, there, there really wasn't. Um, so then Robin Gardner, the, the, the prior victim, uh, takes the stand because she's a total badass. Um, yeah. The jury deliberated just six hours, which is, I think, pretty short given a, like with a capital punishment case. Um, I, I think that can take days because it's someone's life, you know. Yeah. But this only took six hours <laughs> that they deliberated yeah. um, and they found him guilty on all counts, the jury recommended capital punishment, which Judge Robinson upheld on April 16th, 2018. This is so fucking funny. I love when judges say, like, the most savage shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so Judge Robinson stated to Worley, if I thought there was a snowball's chance in hell that you were innocent, you'd be looking at life. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> he was like, get yeah. this fucker out of my sight. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, additionally, for real, additionally, Worley was sentenced to 11 years imprisonment for kidnapping, eight years for felonious assault, 11 months for possession of criminal tools, and 36 months each for tampering with evidence and having weapons under disability. Um, since... Since April 19th, 2018, Worley has been held on death row at the Chillicothe Correctional Institution. His execution date, originally set for June 3rd, 2019, was delayed um, back in June of 2018, and again in August 2018 due to appeals. In July 2020, mm-hmm. in July 2020, Worley's attorneys filed a motion with the Ohio Supreme Court to overturn his original conviction and grant him a new trial, citing the government's alleged failure to prove several aspects of the charges: Worley's mental illnesses, incompetent counsel, and several alleged violations of jury and evidentiary rules. Suck a dick. They yeah. argued that the jury in the 2016 trial was tainted due to the close-knit nature of the community, that potential jurors were familiar with Worley, the Joggin family, or the case itself, which made a fair trial impossible. The appeal was argued before the court on January 12th, 2021, so that just happened, um, but it's not yet been issued a judgment. So... I was kind of surprised because this, the, the original trial happened at the Court of Common Pleas, like, I think in the same county as where this took place. I was a little surprised by that because I thought maybe they would, um, they would, whatever the word is, they, they would take the trial to, like, a different place. Yeah. Um, 
but and normally I would <laughs> like I would kind of think oh, that's not that fair but this guy is guilty as fuck yeah um so I really don't give a shit <laughs> like, yeah yeah for sure I don't know all all my like all my principled um points about like the justice system like flew out the window on this one because I just think he is such a piece of shit I think there are always going to be situations where your you know your stance is going to change about that like I don't support the death penalty but in this situation be there there is no reasonable doubt like this is beyond a reasonable doubt that he killed this girl yes and it's a piece of shit and a danger to society and you know I, I don't know so I get it I do and one thing one thing that was not addressed that I'm very curious about is who where did he get those other garments from yeah, well, that's why I was asking that earlier. Like, are they trophies? Uh, that's what I'm... And what was in that freezer? That This other... That first grave site that that farmer found, um, like, that ended up not having anything in it. What was in there? I, I think this what? guy... I think there was more. I think there was a lot more. Yeah. Because I don't think you go from one day, 1989, attempting this... And then 2016, you get caught, and there's nothing in between. I don't buy right. that. Right. He's been doing something the whole damn time. Yeah. So I'm really curious. Like, what what was what was the reason for all those other clothing items? Well, hopefully now that they have him, though, like, his DNA will connect him to yeah, and any I would other not, crimes. Yeah, and I would not be surprised if that were the case. Right. Um, so while the family was relieved, the verdict offered little comfort in the wake of their loss. Sierra's aunt described her boyfriend, Josh, as a little lost after having Sierra ripped away from him. That must be, and that rips my heart out because he, like, rode slowly alongside her on the bike, like, to ensure her safety. Right. And she was like, no, I'm good. Like, now I'm good. I'm going to go the rest of the way home. Like, that just must haunt him every day. That he didn't insist. Yeah, that he didn't insist or that, like, that would be the last time he saw her. Like, that, it's, that's fucking awful. Yeah, that's so sad. Like, that's just, that's a, like, kid, a 20-year-old kid with, like, probably the only girlfriend, really, he's ever had. Right. Um, Every day, I'm sure he regrets it yeah terrible he has nothing and it's obvious it's so beyond his control but you would you would feel that way you can't control that feeling yeah um so the community really banded together like this is such a small community um they organized a take back the roads memorial walk in honor of sierra um taking place along the road where her bicycle was found on October 2nd, 2016, Evergreen School District hosted a Joggin' for Joggin' 5K run to raise money for the Sierra Joggin' Memorial Scholarship Fund. Um, this fund began from the donations raised on the family's GoFundMe page. Um, originally, the funds had been donated for like the search efforts, but then once her body was found, the remaining money was put into the scholarship fund for students uh, from Evergreen High School, Sierra's alma mater. Um, organizers also used the 5K to get support for a violent re- offender registry bill being uh, written by Ohio legislatures. Okay. Um, event officials expected to attract around 300 participants at that event, but were forced to limit the number 
1600 when people wouldn't stop showing up. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, wow. In July 2018, Warley's um, property in Delta, Ohio, uh, which is the same. I mean, all these little towns are like right next to each other. So yeah, um, Warley's property was awarded to Joggins Estate and her family had the main barn demolished. Yeah. A monetary settlement of $3.6 million was also awarded, but Joggins family agreed not to execute on the judgment unless, quote, the defendant receives a windfall sum of money, such as winning the lottery or receiving book or movie rights or royalties. So, like, they know that they're not going to fucking see that money, but um, mm. at least it was it was awarded to them. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, even if they did see the money, it still wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't do anything. It's kind of just like a symbol. Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry, choking on my beer. So after the murder and trial, Jogged's family and other activists argued that not enough information was available to law enforcement and residents regarding convicted felons um, in the community. And they argued that if a system had been in place to warn um, the public of offenders in their area, then the murder might have been avoided. <sighs> I'm not sure if I... I, I don't know. Uh, law enforcement had stated to the family during the investigation that Worley had not been on any database um, that tracks offenders. And the family argued that such a database being available might have resulted in Sierra being rescued um so, yeah we'll we'll talk about it in in july yeah. 2016 the organization standing courageous started a change.org petition calling for lawmakers to establish a violent offender registry in ohio gathering over 13,000 signatures um legislative efforts were made to create a database of violent offenders convicted of crimes like murder kidnapping abduction um, it was initially introduced as Senate Bill 67, but it was later called Sierra's Law, which I do think is, like, really lovely that mm -hmm. it was, like, named after her. Yeah. Um, in February 2017, senators from Ohio uh, presented the... Um, uh, they presented it to the Ohio State Judiciary Committee... Originally, the bill was intended to allow the public to search on a website for offenders, um, similar to like a sex offender registry. But after several hearings, there was a lot of opponents like the ACLU that argued that the bill did nothing to protect the public and created privacy concerns. Uh, the bill was changed so that residents must have to like actually visit the sheriff's office to request the search. Um, okay. It was... The the uh, bill, Sierra's Law, was introduced in the Ohio Senate as bill as Senate Bill 231 in November of 2017. Joggins' mother spoke before the legislators in November of 2018, urging them to pass the bill. It was passed on December 6, 2018, and signed into law by Governor John Kasich on December 19th, and it went into effect March 20th, 2019. Um, wow. Yeah, so it, it worked. Um, a couple of chair of organizations were started to honor Sierra. So um, one nonprofit called Justice for Sierra has a website that I that I took a look at. Um, it was established by 
um, Joggin's mother and aunt, who are interviewed on that episode I referenced. And it provides self-defense training for schools and communities and educates the public on like safety topics and Sierra's law. Um, the organization called COGS stands for Keeping Our Girls Safe. <laughs> this is so like just heartbreaking. It was started by Josh, her Sierra's boyfriend, um, and it offers self-defense classes for women and holds an annual group motorcycle ride in memory of Sierra Joggin. Aw. Yeah. So um, what were you going to say about that, the registry? So, I just... I... Can you hear them talking right now? Mm-hmm. In the, in, I mean, like, can you hear my dad and Joey talking? Oh, no, no, no. Uh-uh. Okay, because I can hear them like they're in this fucking room. No, I can't hear them. Um, okay, so I I have mixed feelings because... I do, too. Megan's Law, in theory, and, like, laws like this, in theory, are great, but in application... They're they not. never they never work right. Mm-hmm. Um, they they actually make it so much more difficult. They they don't end up doing what they're supposed to do. You have people who are sex offenders when they haven't actually done a violent crime. They ha- they're not actually sex offender. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they have this marker that follows them their entire lives. They yeah. can't find housing. You know, and then employment. Just, yeah. And yes. Like there's just such a stigma. And I'm not saying that some people don't deserve that stigma, but not all of them. And it starts out with this situation where it's like, okay, so yes, the most violent offenders, you know what I mean? They deserve to be on this list. But then you have people who chime in and go, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And like, then you have a Megan's Law situation where you have this, this law that started out to be something great and do something good has literally destroyed the lives of people who have done very minor offenses. Who don't deserve it. Yeah, and a lot of that is, like, really rooted in racism. (laughs) Yes. So it's just, you know, there's just, I don't know, in theory, like I said, great idea. In application, not so much. Yeah. Here here is my take. Um, I am generally not in favor of these types of systems because of what you just said. They don't work out a lot of times they often are not they're even they're not equitable across like um class and race and my my thing with this is that okay this james worley piece of shit he got caught and sentenced for this crime back in 1989 right but then he served his time he got out on good behavior he was a white guy would that would we really have been able to stop him like from committing this other crime? I don't know about that. He should he shouldn't have gotten out in three fucking years. Either. Right, but like without I think I don't think any of that is truly possible until like jail systems actually focus on rehabilitating people. Um because I don't think I I think this was important to the family because it was like, this will keep other girls safe. This will, this, and maybe this would have led the police to Worley um, more quickly. But I mean, he was caught in like three days. And that's not a, that, that is a lot of time in the scope of a disappearance because uh, we all know as they, as 
time goes on, it gets more likely right. that the person's not alive. But do I think that this registry would have made a difference in this case? I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, Probably not. I, I don't I don't think so. And I think I think that the family, you know, I think they're they they just wanted they they want this to never happen to someone else's kid. Like and yeah. I respect that, but uh I don't I don't know that the outcome would have been a lot different. No one was really suspecting this guy until like what if they had knocked on that door and he wouldn't have been home? Yeah. And it wouldn't they'd have had no idea. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it. Things I, I don't know that if things didn't align exactly how they did, that they ever really would have caught him. I mean, luckily that um, that Robin came forward, and that was a huge help. So yeah, yeah, maybe in that regard, the registry would have been helpful. But I don't know that 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 it would do more more good than it would yeah. harm. Yeah. But it's hard because it's like, what's the alternative except for like reforming the fucking prison system? Which, <laughs> I like that's a that's a whole mess. That's a whole fucking podcast episode. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So that is the case of Sierra Joggin. It fucked me up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was telling Rachel before. It's like probably not a whole lot different than other like other stories similar to this where a young woman goes missing and is brutally murdered but for me it just was like it was so personal and it upset me so much yeah yeah it really hit home for you it did (laughs) fuck that guy yeah absolutely fuck that guy if there was a snowball's chance in hell that i thought you were innocent you'd be looking at life (laughs) Just hear it in that <laughs> lovely Midwestern accent right now. <laughs> <sighs> uh, well, thanks for that heartbreak. Yep, you're welcome. No problem. Good job. Thanks, thanks. Good job. Um, I'm trying to think of padded room now. Oh, I have something. Okay. Oh, I want to do the the update on the petition. Sorry. Oh, yeah. What is it? Do you have it up? Uh, on Innocence Project, they made their goal to a million now. That's what Shit. they want it to be. Okay. So they've reached 723,336 signatures. Damn, son. And then on change.org, they bumped that up to 500,000. They're at 431,925. Okay. Nice. So it's made some good traction. That's good. I And I really hope, like, in the climate that we're in right now, where we're trying to kind of, like, not fuck over black people so much, I hope yeah. that this governor, like, really looks at it and doesn't fuck it up. I hope so, but... Yeah. Well, anything else for Padded Room, or would you like me to share? Oh, um, I was just going to say that I started watching... Um, I'm really sad because I didn't make a second. They're not making a second season. It's called uh, The Baker and the Beauty on Netflix. Oh, what? Okay. 
it's uh, it's something really cheesy and it like sounds not, super cheesy <laughs> not up my alley at all but i just needed something that like was just lighthearted and like that i didn't have to fucking like really pay attention to yeah i get it's that it's actually kind of cute and now i'm sad that they canceled it so. oh they did cancel it yeah oh it's only one season so i'm gonna never get a never get any kind of resolution so god that sucks because a lot of times like they'll you know just wait forever to tell to tell you that it's renewed but they actually like did not renew it (laughs) it was abc i guess maybe netflix will pick it up because it's gotten like it's like really high on their list right now Mm -hmm. so uh and then i do have a small animal update for you okay um in the bristol zoo um, they had a baby mouse deer born, uh, to mother Brienne and father Jorah, which I feel like is a Game of Thrones reference. I'm fairly certain. Um, and he is the same height as a standard pencil. Baby mouse deer? Is it a mouse um, or a deer? A Malayan mouse deer. It is a deer, but it is... Oh! <laughs> itty bitty. Itty oh bitty God, baby. So tiny. It's like eight inches tall at the shoulder. Yes, I'm looking at uh, it's only, yeah, 20 centimeters, eight inches tall to its shoulder. How big does it get? Uh, when it's fully grown, it'll be about three pounds. <laughs> that's so cute. Um, I would like 30 of them in my home right now. Yeah, that's pretty adorable. So, um, yeah, and they live in a habitat with uh, fruit bats, and I just love everything about this situation. So, yeah. Oh, they are cute. That just made me happy. Yeah, we needed something happy. It's very cute, and I would like to kiss its little snoot. So, (laughs) 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 there you go. What's your padded room? Oh, well, I actually was going to text you about this last night, but I was like, I'll just save it for the pod. Um, Have you seen on Netflix two second horror stories? Um, so I have seen the, like, you know, listing for it, but I have not watched it yet. So they're pretty wild. Some of them, some of them suck. I'll tell you, some of them suck. But some of them are really, are really good. I like that kind of shit. And it's like, um, every episode is just like a new short story kind of. Okay. Um, But it it's those it's those stories almost kind of like black like black mirrorish not right yeah it's not it's not a lot like that but um it also reminds me of that one show you recommended me on Hulu and I watched a few episodes of it and I can't think of what it's called um but it's just like these short stories that are like disturbing um but they're good it's kind of it's 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 worth checking out what fucking show did I Oh, I don't I know it was you that recommended it. Um Well I'm sure it was, but why is my brain not fucking I know, I can't think of it. It's like every episode there are new like completely new characters. They're just like short little creepy episodes. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I'll try to think I'll try to like look. Um Oh and Handmaid's Tale comes out next oh, week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm litty, lit, lit. I watched the um the last season in preparation. I need to watch. I'm very far behind. Ooh, I'm fired up. Fired very up. Very far behind. Um, we, uh, speaking of interesting movies, 
we watched this movie um, with Nicolas Cage because I feel like Nicolas Cage is at this point in his career where he only um, picks movies uh, like that he wants to pick because he can. And they're all like B fucking movies. Like they're not like movies that are going to be in like theaters or anything right now but he's just that fucking badass he can do whatever he wants but yeah he's just like i don't fucking care i don't need to be in this oscar winner it's called willie's wonderland (laughs) oh okay and it's about an animatronic like a chuck e cheese okay and the chuck e cheese characters are murderous what the entire movie he does not say a single word wow but you need to watch it okay um, it is just so fucking absurd. But Joey and I were like, well, the whole time we were like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> um, but by the end we were like, that was so fucking good. And I don't understand how, but it was. Um, so please watch that movie because I would like to talk to you about it. Okay. Um, it's because And I, what's it on? Like, wh- how do I watch uh, it? Uh, you're gonna have to buy it. Oh, okay. What, what's honestly, it called? It's worth it. One- Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. Okay. So you need to watch that movie. And then I'm trying to find the other one because I not fucking remember. Have I bitched about What Lies Below? Have I bitched about that movie? Not yet. No. Oh my God. It's trash. Like, what is you- it even about? So it's on Netflix. And the reason I picked it was because it was ranked like in that top 10 shit. Okay. And a lot of times those are good. So yeah. I I watched it. I my mom was visiting um a couple weeks ago and we watched it because it looked just kind of like a thriller, kind of creepy, fucking trash. It is such garbage. Great. Um Great. it's do you want to watch it or do you want me to spoil it? I don't even know what it's about, so spoil it. I don't give a shit. Okay, well, this is a spoiler alert for What Lies Below on Netflix. It's fucking trash, but basically, it's about this fucking guy who he's like, he's like a scientist who studies like um, ecology of like this body of water. I don't know if it was a lake or what. Um, And then he ends up being a fucking fish, like a fish man. What? Yes. I thought it was going to be this weird thriller. that maybe he was like a murderer or something, but no, he ends up being a giant fucking fish that like kidnaps women. I what trash? How is that? Mm, it's just fucking garbage. Who, who saw that and was like, yeah, that's it's going to be a great movie. That's it passed so many levels of like of like review. How I and and it was like number two on Netflix. I was so pissed. So he's just like. It's not even like, um, because I fucking love that movie with the fish man. What is it? The Guillermo del Toro one. What the fuck is it? Oh, um, no, this is not like that. No. Okay. It's so trash. It literally is just like a shitty, shitty trash fish man. Yes. That steals people. Yes. It, that, I never thought those words would come out of my shitty you just You just gave a synopsis of the movie. That's exactly what it's about. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, you know the movie that you do need to rent? Hmm. That was really fucking good, too. Oh, no. What? <laughs> it's called Nobody, and it's the guy from Better Call Saul. Oh, okay. And he 
you think he's like this meek, mild dude, but he's actually like essentially an auditor, which means like not what you think. It's like he's like the closing guy. Like when the FBI wants someone gone, they're gone. Okay. You just need to watch it. We watched it. And it was the same thing with Willie's Wonderland where we were like, what in the fuck? But at the end, we we're like, holy shit, that was so good. Like super hype after it. Okay. So there's all your fucking movie recommendations, everybody. There's something to do this week. And do not watch that gar. I mean, if you want to like laugh, like it, honestly, at points I was laughing because my mom was like, my mom gets kind of jumpy during movies and there are some like jumpy parts of it. But it was just so fucking absurd and so stupid. Yeah. yeah. I Sometimes those movies are fun, though. Oh, yeah. But I was going into it thinking it would be like the suspenseful, like, cool movie. And then I was fucking pissed when it turned out to be garbage. Yeah, that's fair. I get I get pissed about that. My mom, my mom was like, I-, I wrote it a review on Netflix. I gave it a thumbs down. <laughs> oh, my God. How precious. <laughs> I was like, I was like, like oh. yeah, Netflix is going to know. They're going to know how fucking mad she was. <laughs> it's like, they so don't care, but that's, 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 that's cute. Super, super cute. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad she did that and felt, she felt was, heard. I, I gave it a thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, anything else? Uh, no, I'm done. I'm drained from this fucking episode. That's really okay. just fucked me up, man. Yeah. All right. Well, chug your beer. Have go have a shower beer. Do whatever you need to do. Oh, good idea. I might. I actually might. Yeah. <laughs> shower beers are a good time. Oh so. hell yeah. I preferred shower wines. I was even gonna buy like a wine glass holder for the shower because I was like, that is an investment that I need. Oh yeah, shower um, wines are good. Shower yeah. coffees are great. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I would. They give I you would shit problems. myself in the shower. <laughs> okay, I was. I was trying to like. I was trying to like. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't give a shit. It's not. <laughs> it is not a hidden thing that coffee makes me shit my pants. Just so everybody knows, uh, <laughs> Becky and I had a call this week <laughs> on Monday morning, um, and uh, I missed the entire first half of it and had to text her and go, "Did I miss anything important?" Had an emergency poop. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. no, you you sure did not. I did not, but it came up and p- sucker punched me in the gut, and I had to spend the first <laughs> half of that meeting in the toilet. What did so, you? What inspired you to drink coffee? That's not like I've you. I've been trying to drink it lately because I need caffeine in my life. Yeah. Um, and you know, sometimes it's nice to not be. I mean, I have I have belly problems and. You know, if I can have a natural laxative every once in a while, I why mean, not? Truthfully, I though, I don't know. I don't know how people function without coffee. I I look forward like at night when I'm going to bed. I'm like, I get coffee in the morning. Like that's what that's what does it for Ew. me. Oh my god, I love it. No, it's just it's gross. Like literally, uh. I make it in the morning, and the only reason I drink it is because I found a, um, like, diabetic-friendly version of my creamer. Oh, okay. So I don't have to worry about it driving my sugar crazy up, <laughs> um, and I can have, like, as much as I fucking want. So, like, literally my whole cup is just creamer with a splash of coffee. Oh, you're out of your mind. Oh, I yeah. love that shit. Mm. My dad poured me a cup, and I was like, "Sir, where is the room for the cream?" And he was like, "Oh, that's right. You fucking drink cream with a 
dash of coffee. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> Your dad probably drinks his coffee black. Yeah, he does. Yep. He does. I got that So vibe. strong it could hold a fucking spoon up. My man. Yeah. Nope. I'm good. I'm okay. That's like, if you want to torture me, make me drink black coffee. Yeah, so. I mean, I like that it just kind of goes directly into the bloodstream, but it is better. It's better with milk or cream. You I mean, just snort cocaine. I mean, that's that's true, Rachel. But <laughs> we got to think Be about a fucking adult Becky and snort cocaine. <laughs> oh man, you're right. No, I'm just kidding. What would but... I do without you? <laughs> I know, right? That was some sage life advice, right there. It was. I wrote it down. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, anyway, all right, don't shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that? What was that? Uh, um, deface? Def- no. De- uh, uh, devour, devour. Desecrate. Defile. Defi- I like the. I like the use of defile. Yeah, it was appropriate. It so. was. All right. Bye. Toodles. So, Naveed, what are we doing here? Uh, well, this is Lobby Boys. We are the Lobby Boys. I am Naveed. I'm Terry. I'm Zach. And we are a, what I like to call, multimedia podcast where we just talk about, well, Zach, what would you say? Well, Naveed, we're just three guys that like talking about shit. 